Picture here, Sean Young. From Sean Blade Runner. Young. You want to read that for the listeners before we intro this thing? Will you are wrong. <laughs> so, not liking Blade Runner <laughs> is just incorrect. Probably. It's just like they they just they did everything from the movie but write a story. <laughs> Loving Blade Runner, no wait, is wrong. If hating Blade Runner, you're Run- right. <laughs> if hating Blade Runner is wrong, you don't want to be right. Hey, listeners, guess what? Will is back. Welcome back to the show. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, feet on the ground in Denver. What do you know? So, um, what are we gonna do now? Talk about a movie? Yeah. All right. Let's intro this thing then. Okay. Listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast uh, that talks about a horror movie. We will spoil that movie. We'll talk about some recently watched, and we'll try not to spoil that. Um, We're not professional critics, and we do thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. We play that at the top of the show because it kind of makes us seem legit and um, sets the mood for talking about a movie, which we're going to do. We're going to talk about A Quiet Place. 2018. Did you get a chance to watch it? I did. Okay. Yeah. Did you? I did. All right. Well, this is cool. We we all saw this thing. So good. Because if I couldn't find it, I was going to just watch three episodes of The Office with the sound (laughs) off. That would totally work. Same thing. Same exact same thing. So, um,. Will, you're back after a couple of shows not being here. Yeah. And, and then one show that we missed, which now I can tell the listeners what that was going to be. Uh, Sean Young was going to do an interview with us. Oh. And um, it uh, it didn't work out uh, in terms of timing. Um, I do have contact information for her, so I will see if we can maybe set up a phoner or, you know, if she's going to be at another show, I'd rather do it in person. <laughs> So there it is. All right. Um, I had a whole list of questions mostly based around 1982 Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, I would ask her nothing about qu- nothing but questions. But she's uh, in the new one as well. About stripes. Talking about, no, uh, <laughs> her, her appeal to get the part of Catwoman in Batman Returns. I heard about that and I probably knew about it when it happened. I probably saw it. Was it Letterman? Yes. Uh, someone told me about that. And I went, oh, that sounds familiar. She made her own Catwoman suit. Uh-huh. And went on leather on Letterman. <laughs> uh, I think she just had the mask on there. Oh. I don't remember, but she was nuts. And I completely fell in love with her. <laughs> <clears throat> like, this woman is unhinged. Well, she, I think she definitely does and says whatever she's thinking or yes. feeling. Which is, she does. It was awesome. Yeah. 
when I shook her hand, um, when I was letting go, she sort of pinned my wrist down and stroked my tattoos and told me they were lovely mm. or beautiful or something. He but... has tattoos of the Universal Wolfman and Frankenstein monster. Yes. And I'm working my way up my arm as I can afford to. So that show wasn't the most profitable. Otherwise, you might be looking at a healing uh, Bela Lugosi as Dracula right now. As Broadway's Dracula. Broadway's Dracula, not to be confused with Universal Studios' Dracula. I'm not getting sued. Yeah. Yeah, Bela Jr. worked that out just fine. All right, so, uh, wow, we're all three back together again. Yeah. Three-part Voltron assembled. Uh, Will, what do you watch since we did this last? Well, <coughs> in, excuse me, in New Mexico I watched nothing do you watch the the sand i watched an episode of endeavor which is a pbs prequel to inspector morse mm-hmm. that's okay um it was okay and a lot a lot of rachel maddow oh wow uh, my parents are on the opposite side of the fox <laughs> nation out there that they just watch left-wing tv and bitch about it all constantly oh man uh it's kind of tiring but thank god they're not fox viewers well that could, i don't that, think i could handle that yeah but since i've been back i've watched several i watched uh mom and dad it's a horror film from i don't know Is last the dozen years picture uh possibly it has nicholas cage in it oh, wow. I oh watched man it. Yes. Nicolas Cage and a woman who I believe may have been on ER. I'm not <laughs> was, sure. Was it Juliana Margulies? Nope. Okay. Not It's somebody you go, hmm, she could have been on ER. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> she was the doctor with all the problems. Oh, okay. You remember her yeah. character. She walked with a cane. No, no not, not, not her? that one. Oh, different doctor with problems? Yeah, different doctor with problems. Uh, anyway, we watched it because it has Nicolas Cage, America's Greatest Actor, in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't in it enough. Uh, basic rundown is something goes wrong and parents start attacking and killing their children. Oh. So Nicolas Cage's teenage daughter, who's kind of rebellious, who didn't see that one coming. Mm. Um She's smoking them cigarettes? She smokes cigarettes. Reminds T-shirt. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for that. Um, they, uh, <clears throat> anyway, parents go crazy. The kids, uh, she goes to rescue her little brother who's at home. And mom and dad come home and all hell breaks loose. And Nicolas Cage chews the scenery quite well. But he's not in it enough. Also, he's trying to play uh, like he does lately a lot younger than he is. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. He's got to be closing in on 60, right? Yeah, he's got to be. Like, But uh, he's playing like 40, and he's not quite pulling it off. Yeah. And uh, the movie w- would be tense in- at times. Like, I mean, it was kind of dumb. But they, they do this thing where the scene's gotten really tense. The... Daughters run from mom. Mom has a knife. They're upstairs. And then they cut to a flashback. Uh, and they'd show you some bit of family life that was supposed to, I don't know, 
fill in these characters that were already paper thin. It didn't add anything. All it did was kill any suspense mm. the movie had. And they did it two or three times at least. <clears throat> it was saved by a brief appearance of Lance Henriksen wow. playing Nicolas Cage's dad. <laughs> I won't spoil it. You can probably figure out what goes on. But uh, it was all right. So then we watched I, Tanya. Uh-huh. Uh, Margo, uh, Robbie, Robbie, uh, Nicholas Cage played uh, Tanya Harding, <laughs> just brilliant. He's America's greatest actor. And the legs on that guy, huh? yeah. The hammer fight scene is great. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> she and Nancy Kerrigan. That's like an eighteen-minute battle scene with mm-hmm. nothing but no dialogue. It yeah. was, yeah, just the sound of the wind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a creaky gate. Jousting with zambonis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we've uh, watched about half of Luke Cage season two. Really enjoying it, especially Good. Bushmaster. Good, glad uh, to hear that. The actor is fantastic. I wish he had a show. <laughs> um, and then I watched a double feature: Super Beast. And Snow Beast. Oh. I finally got around to watching Snow Beast. Mm-hmm. So you got your Beast double feature. Yeah. Was, uh, it, was it an MST3K? No. Super Beast was a uh, on Comet. It's a Filipino movie from the early yeah. 70s. I remember struggling through that one Dr. late Mor- night once. Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Uh, I struggled through it late at night. Uh, well, late in the afternoon. But I struggled through it nonetheless. Uh, Dr. Moreau and the Most Dangerous Game yeah. have a baby. Hmm. Um, it's not very good. Oh. It's pretty dull. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I kept watching. I don't know what it was. It was I kept waiting for something to happen. Right. And All I remember from that is like it was like really sweaty, like most Filipino oh, horrors. And then, yeah. And then uh, they use a pig or something to substitute for surgery on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And they uh, they chopped the head off a chicken at one point. Okay, I was waiting for a couple shots of animal butchery or mm. something and sweaty people, and yeah. that's what I got. Right, that's about it. <laughs> and then Snow Beast was—I think you've both seen Snow Beast, have yes. you? I think so. Uh, yeah. Nineteen seventy-seven made-for-TV movie about Bigfoot killing people in the mountains of Colorado. You know, maybe with, uh, Yvette Mimiu in it. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe and, I haven't seen it since it was Bo on TV. Bo Spenson <laughs> from Walking Tall. Uh huh. Buford Pusser and uh, Clint Walker. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And uh, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody else. The Harlem Globetrotters. And <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> for him to show up. <laughs> it's it's pretty much a point by point. Uh, Story-wise, anyway, point-by-point rip-off of Jaws. Oh, God. They're having a snow carnival. Mm -hmm. They won't close the beach. I mean, the mountains. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they fade to red right before the commercial breaks. Oh, God. I don't know. It was entertaining enough. Yeah. I thought the snow beast looked pretty good, and they were fairly effective of never showing it much. Yeah. Because it didn't, I don't think, I mean, maybe they had the full suit, but who knows? Fleeting glimpses. Yeah. And I watched a couple Flash Gordon from the 30s strung together to be movies. Oh. In the 60s. Uh, yeah, I really like the first one of those. Yeah. 
the first one is good, but they were showing them out of order. So I think they showed the third one and then the first one. Mm -hmm. um, so it was one of the old serials then? Yeah, they cut up the serials and made two 90, or they made three 90 minute movies. Right. And, and for sometime the, in the 50s or 60s. I yeah. don't remember. So for the younger listeners, a serial is uh, a short, what are they, about 20 minute episodes? Yeah, 10, 15 10, to 15 20 minutes. minutes. They're sort of cinematic, but uh, they would show them. Was it before the feature? Yeah, well, yeah. You'd have you'd have a your day at the cinema would be like there'd be a package. So there'd be like short yeah. films, newsreels, serials, yeah. cartoons. You know, on the weekends, you'd have to bring the kids in. You'd have the serials. You'd have like a few different ones. Mm -hmm. and then you'd have to then it, each one would end with a cliffhanger, <clears throat> and you'd have to come back the next week to see how ah. yeah how they got out of it. How crappy Batman and crappy Robin get out of <laughs> oh, their <boy>. trouble. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, the first racism. Bat Bat That's how Batman just, gets out of it in the it's first just one. Astonishingly racist. Oh, it's terrible. I kind of like the second one, even though it's it's bad. One. Yeah, it's uh, astonishingly racist. It is. It is. I mean, the oh, war is just naked racism. Although I don't know if the war had actually started yet. This was. 40 or 41? The first serial was 43, I think. 43. So, so uh, the war had started. America had finally America, anyway. Joined in. Joined in. Uh, yeah, it's... Ooh. So wow. you have to go... Well, it did take place in 1943. Right. Yeah, but it's still like the narration at the start is just like uh, uh, the government in its wisdom has placed these treacherous... Yeah, it's bad. People in camps and... Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Just wow! Yeah, I'm, I'm glad yeah. we've gotten better yeah. since then. Batman's hood yes. isn't, isn't quite pointy enough. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's kind of droopy, sad-looking costume. It's just the yeah. If anyone wants to uh, see what that looks like, just Google. I love how Robin in the forty-nine Batman. one looks like he's about the same age as Bruce Wayne. Yes, yes. He's balding. He's kind of hairy. Legs. Yeah, he's kind of hairy, and he's but he's. He's got kind of a bald patch. He just looks like a dude who, like, they're friends hanging out, not a ward, you know? Right. Right. And, the, and like, the, the mansion is, like, this suburban yeah, like, bungalow. It is. So they're just two guys <laughs> living together, dressing up, you know, fighting crime. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So West Hollywood? Is that where they live? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense now. So, uh, God. So we got I bet Batman was disappointed though when Robin showed up in his costume because I'm imagining they didn't let each other in on what they were making. <laughs> right. They were just kind of like, guess what? It, yeah, I'm making a superhero costume and fight crime. Ah, <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, yeah. I want to see yours. And he came out and he's like, it's got an R on the chest because it's Robin. Yeah. A little on the nose, oh, isn't it, Robin? Okay. I guess. Is it, uh, a good uh, superhero one from the 40s is uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. That was good. How about the Crimson Ghost? Are those any good? Yeah, that was quite fun. Yeah. I've. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen a lot of those, and they're all kind of the same. Uh, various yeah. levels of production and acting mm -hmm. talent, but you know, they're, they're always going to end in a cliffhanger that when it resolves it the next week, just annoys the hell out of me because mm -hmm. they're like oh they fell out of the plane before it exploded right. but you didn't see it right but Bill Lugosi did two or three of them yeah he did the phantom creeps i remember yeah. that one was not bad although the copy i watched was so dark mm. it was uh really hard to see what was going on okay 
That was a lot of them. I remember being on tape were just terrible copies. But they used to show them on, on the BBC. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah, I remember <clears throat> the robot from that one was pretty cool. Yes, it's the robot from the Rob Zombie mm-hmm. videos right. later. Right. It's the same robot, I believe. Dr. Satan's robots. Yeah, Dr. Satan. Who would go to him? Right. Well, Rob Zombie would later write him into uh, the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects movies. See, that's what 31 was missing. Dr. Satan. Any doctors. I don't think there were any doctors. No. Me? I didn't watch it. Yeah. But. I was going to say, I, th- I think that uh, Malcolm McDowell might have been a doctor. It's possible. He was one of the overlords overseeing the events of 31. I recommend it. <laughs> and then uh, I watched The Quiet Place. Yeah, A Quiet Place. Um, uh, like It's a really weird version of The Office, you know? Uh, Jolien, what about you? Uh, well, I, I saw a cup, uh, couple of uh, horror comedies. Uh, the Bowery Boys Meet the Monsters, uh, which is, uh, you know, the Bowery Boys used to do like three or four movies a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, from 1954, uh, number 34 in the series. Woo! Getting wow. up there. Apparently it's one of their highest grossings. They did several of these Barry Boys meet Virus. You know, there's like spooks and stuff, the spook busters and stuff. They're, they're the Bowery men by that point, right? They're all in their 30s? Yeah, uh, Hunts Hall is yeah in his late 30s. Uh, Leo Gorsi, was, he had a couple of years left. I think he left in 56. Hmm. Uh so this one's directed by Edward Burns, uh, who did Return of the Fly. Okay. Um, and that, that's some if you, if you watch them, like this, like uh, especially the actresses, they had like up and comers turn up in these that are quite surprising. Like Ava Gardner's in uh, Spooks Run Wild, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So Leo Leo Gorsia's slip. He uh, so him and Hans Hall have been. Um, are you familiar with these? No. I'm vaguely from Just vaguely, so yeah. Back in 35, there'd been a stage play called uh, uh, Dead End Kids. Yeah. And uh, so you have this gang of boys in, in New York. Yeah. And, uh, and these are like pretty straightforward uh, plays. And then they did this uh, film in 37. Was that with Humphrey Bogart? Uh, but they, they got really popular in their own right. So yeah. they, they started making these movies and right up until the late fifties. Um, I didn't realize they lasted so long. They were popular enough that two of them were going to be in the Sergeant Pepper cover. Wow! But uh, Leo Gorsi wanted a fee for it, oh. so they dropped him. But Hans Hall's on there. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, so you got uh, <clears throat> this one. They uh, they end up with this house where the the whole family of various. Uh, nutcases uh, so you've got Lloyd Corrigan is Anton Gravesend and he wants uh, their brain for his robot Gorog wow uh, Ellen Corby is Amelia she wants uh, she wants to feed them to the, her man-eating tree huh. uh, she became famous for, for the Waltons uh, she was in Bedlam and Vertigo who was she in the Waltons the mom <clears throat> yeah she's okay. the grandmother yeah um, and you've got uh John Dana is Derek Gravesend. He wants one of their brains for his gorilla Cosmo. Oh, wow. He'd been a Disney animator before he was an actor. He worked on uh, Fantasia, I think. Hmm. Uh, Laura Mason as Francine Gravesend, and she's a vampire, <laughs> looking very slinky. 
she'd been in Saboteur and she she went on to be in Queen of Outer Space, also directed by Edward Burns. Queen of Outer Space. Uh, Paul Wexler as Grissom the butler. A uh, very tall guy with a huge conk. He has this yeah. great voice. Conk is nose, by the way. Okay. Yeah. For American listeners. Okay. Um, yeah, so he was in The Four Skulls with Jonathan Drake. By nose, he means penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's he, Cockney he rhyming. discovered our Cockney yeah. secrets. Right. <laughs> uh, he was in Doc Savage as well. Um, Steve Calvert as Cosmo. Uh, so Steve Calvert had bought gorilla costumes off of... Um, Ray Corrigan. Oh. So, uh, uh, so you may recall that, like the the monster of the of the day in the twenties was gorilla. Yes. Right. Uh, you know they they'd always be lurking around haunted houses and things. Yeah. Uh, so, and For they were some o- reason. often played by Ray Corrigan, and then uh, I think he was one of the uh, eight men in the Lost World. Oh, okay. The original one. Um. Anyway, so Steve Calvert got hold of these. Gorilla costumes, and he played played them in uh, Bride of the Gorilla, uh, Bride and the Beast, Edward. Yes, I've seen that uh, one. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla. Oh, that's a horrible movie. He played the robot in Target Earth. Um. Anyway, he. he Have you he, ever he, seen the Brooklyn Gorilla? I'm fully aware of it. I've never seen the movie. Though. So by the end of the fifties, he he, uh, he he got quite depressed because there wasn't enough steady work playing gorillas in movies anymore. Oh. Um. So yeah, these are one of those. He uh, just hung on till the end of the sixties. <laughs> he could have starred in the greatest of all gorilla movies, yeah, Planet yeah. of the Apes. That's right. Um. So these these are, these are the kinds of movies where you get a man child doing something. And then the monster will tap them on the shoulder, and then they'll go, uh, "Hey, buddy, leave me alone! I'm trying to do yes. this here." And then he'll feel back and he go, "Hey, you need a manicure and a haircut." Yeah. And then he'll turn around and do a double take, <laughs> over and over. You know, uh. never gets old. So, uh, Spook Chasers from 1957. So this is a little later. So um, Leo Gorsi has left the team. This is movie number 45. Um, this is directed when by George. When was the last one you said? 58 i think was the last one or no no you the the previous uh movie you talked about because that one was like 34 and this is yeah that, that was in 54 oh so, so like just like three or four movies a year yeah wow fighter jets are going over um yeah i think young gary's been cited um <laughs> young gary so that one's got some quite quite cool um skull uh masks in it i like those Nice. All right. Uh, then I saw uh, Mysterious Doctor from 1943, um, so directed by Benjamin Stoloff, who did uh, Night of Terror with uh, Lugosi. Um, this this one is is like this. Uh, there's this village in uh, Cornwall, okay. which is off the site of a horror movie. Yeah. Um, they've got a dysfunctional head motif going on. So to start with, there's a the tin mine is haunted by a headless man. Hmm. Uh, there's an ex-miner who's been disfigured by a dynamite explosion so he, he he's like the landlord of the local inn but he wears his like executioner's hood over his head all the time yeah that's not creepy. and then there's also a village idiot who's who's had a brain injury for some reason that you you realize later on um it's a pretty neat it's just like one hour long uh, it's got some nice minsty moors in it uh, eleanor parker's in it um she's always 
good to see. Um, anyway, uh, and there's a surprisingly nasty death of the villain. Huh. I was like, <clears throat> well, didn't know you could do that back then. Um, all right, and then we saw Doctor Strange from 1978. Have you seen oh, this? Oh, no, I've not. I've heard how of it. it. How is it? A TV movie directed by Philip DeGear. Um, so this is like a wannabe pilot. Yes. Back when they were doing like the Hulk and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this stars Peter, Peter Hooten as Hooten. Doctor Stephen Strange. And uh, mm. John Mills, uh, Eddie Benton as Clear. Uh, we talked about her when we did Prom Night. Okay. Uh, Jessica Walter, who was in um, Play Misty for Me. Yeah. She plays Morgan Le Fay. Is she the one that stabs Clint Eastwood with the scissors? Yeah, she. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good film. Spoilers for Play Misty for me. <laughs> yeah, it only came out like 50 years ago. <laughs> right. Uh, Clyde Kasatsu plays Wong. Um, he was in the 98 Godzilla. Um, so this is like promising early on because it's like the they like replicate the Steve Ditko other dimension thing. Yeah. But then they don't show much of it. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> and the, and the Sanctum Sanctorum they've got like the you know the the window he nicked off the spirit. Yeah. Um, in in Greenwich Village supposedly, it, it I'm it just doesn't look like New York at all. Mm. But um, it just looks like a back lot. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, they, they do that. Um, and there's a groovy electronic score by uh, Paul Chiraha, but not much happens. And Strange is like a supporting character in his own movie. You know, oh. He doesn't. He has no clue what's going on. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't even get inducted into the world of sorcery till you know, like pretty deep into the movie. So. Oh. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so pretty dull. Do you want to see it? <laughs> you're really selling Not it with that. sales uh, yeah so that's what I saw Doctor Strange well again uh, a busy week and my list is fairly short I did watch some of uh, Death by Temptation oh yeah and uh, that one is just you know it, it's just been in my blind spot for long enough I thought I should try and give it a watch and um, maybe it goes somewhere good I've got about <laughs> 30 minutes 35 minutes in it and um, watching some interesting ways the woman seduces and kills guys that she picks up in a bar. I can't remember that one. Yeah, it's um, I don't know what to say about it except it. You could see the budget pretty clearly is not high. It's not a, you know it's not totally no budget, but it's they don't have a lot of money going into this thing, and uh, it seems like they could have maybe made the story a little more interesting, but. Uh, at least they get around to the killing pretty quickly and frequently. You know, there's already been like three killings in the first 30, 35 minutes of it. Uh, so I'll watch the rest of it at some point. Um, and then I watched, what year is that Young Gary from? 67, I think. 67, yeah. South Korean film. Um, so Jolien told me, oh yeah, this is, the, <laughs> what did you tell me? It was the best kaiju movie of its kind or something like that. You, you said some misleading statement about it. What? Uh, I know it's like the best South Korean giant monster movie I've ever seen. Oh, I think that's what you said. And yes. uh, it's got one of the most uh, uh, sort of demeaning deaths of a giant monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it pees blood into the river or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was... It was 
patently absurd and bad. It was just a dude in a rubber suit and a bunch of people trying to do everything they saw done in a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's like Godzilla, except he's got a horn on his nose. Okay. What else? Uh-huh. Well, his eyes look really fake. Okay. He danced. Yeah. Oh, the fucking dance scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> the dance scene's what sold me on Young Green. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Godzilla needs more dancing. You're right. Yeah. He only dances in one film. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the Invasion Some of the Astro Monster. Oh. He does this, like, victory dance. Oh, okay. So more of an end zone dance and less of a uh, generic... Um, rock music dance. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that generic rock music? Like, you, when, I love it in this movie. Yeah, it's full of the generic '60s rock. Yeah, like they used to use that on Gilligan. So everything uh-huh. that you're saying in order to uh, uh, justify you calling it bad is stuff I considered good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I want to see that. I enjoyed Youngery <laughs> quite a lot. The dancing monster. It had a dancing monster. It had pretty good models. Rips off Godzilla. It's great. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, it's <laughs> it's just. So... It had a dumb kid that. The dumb kid. Okay. I wasn't super annoyed with for once. Mm-hmm. Usually in the Godzilla movies, the little kids and the ones they have are ooh really grating. I didn't find this kid so dumb. Yeah. He seemed to connect well with Yangri. He did. And uh, the fake airplane uh, cockpit scenes. Oh, Everybody's man. just grinning stupidly. And then they're just sort of like, oh, please stop killing him. This is terrible that you're killing him. Oh, anyway, I'm grinning again. Mm-hmm. You know, it, just, it just doesn't work. Uh, There's this one, I think, is either Taiwan or Hong Kong called Thunder of Gigantic Serpent. Hmm. There's this little kid in that. It's just so annoying oh man that's probably the worst example of those so how many Godzilla movies did they make before they started throwing a a whiny weird kid with short pants in it <laughs> well that's uh, that's more common in the Gamera series yeah Gamera uh, always has a kid there's always, <clears throat> Kenny. always a kid but yeah uh, they're not all annoying oh. um, what were the 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 weird little fairy twin girls. So they're in the Godzilla series. The, okay. Uh, and they're and, a Mothra. And the Mothra series. Okay. Yeah. They accompany Mothra. <clears throat> yeah. So in, in, they're ambassadors. in Japan, they're the Shobijin. Okay. Which means the little beautiful people. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the, so in the, they're originally played by the, the Peanuts, who were this singing duo, Emi and Yumi Ito. Okay. Who recently passed away. But... Um, yeah, so they're like this singing duo who were brought in on the. They were, you know, they were popular already, but they were brought in to play these these tiny little kind of horror fans for Mothra in the in the original Mothra movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, and then and then of course when it crossed over with the Godzilla series, right? And then they they've been played by other singing duos mm-hmm. in later films. <clears throat> What purpose exactly do they serve? Do they announce the coming of Mothra? Yeah, yeah. So as I say, the, the horror fans they they relate what Mothra's wishes are to the oh, okay the big people. Yeah. Okay. Humans and uh, sort of ambassadors, sort of translators. Yeah. So so in the the, the first Mothra, they'll get they get kidnapped and put into a show, and and uh, they you know Mothra hears their cry and comes along, and disaster ensues. Yeah. Yeah. As it should. 
So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying don't watch Youngery. I'm just saying... I'm uh, watch, saying watch it twice. Yeah, I, I will go with you on that. <clears throat> you should see it more than once. Um, I get way worse than that. Oh, I'm sure. Did they make any follow-ups to Youngery? Uh, they, they remade it. I wouldn't bother with that one. No? Uh, yeah. It's called Reptilian over here. It's like CG... You lent me and I didn't no, watch no, it. It looked terrible. Yeah, there's no charm to a, a bad CG. I, I will take a bad suit over a bad CG oh, any yeah, day. Oh, yeah, any day. Right. Any day. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's, it's just not got the charm. Mm. I feel like there's something else I watched, but um, I can't think of what it was. But um, Yonkery wiped it out. Yeah, it, it wipes <laughs> out all memories of other things. I did watch, uh, well, I didn't watch. I had on in the background while I was doing some work. Um, buried in the Backyard. On the Oxygen Channel. Mm. And then, uh, did I ever tell you about buried that? Buried in the Backyard. Yeah, it's about when people get murdered and buried oh, in the backyard. Okay. Yeah. It's not real, like, oh, look at this old screwdriver that we found. <laughs> yeah, that's like what that. I, I was hoping it was that and not the latter. But, right. Or maybe a mixture of the two. Look yeah. at this old screwdriver this body we found is holding. <laughs> did either of you check out the J. Bob Briggs season on Shutter? No. no, I haven't. Yeah, it's like a... A dozen movies, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, the the movies that that were already on Shudder, but he he does like bits every now and then. Yeah, nice. And talks about the movies and does various other things. Apparently, the live streaming event that it was supposed to just be crashed Shudder hard. Like, oh, like they they weren't expecting uh, the turnout that yeah. they got wow. of streamers. But people did stream the hell out of that. Yeah, I, I had the whole thing on. It's good to have them when you're working. Just yeah. Every half hour or so, Joe, Joe Bob pops, pops up, up and, and gives you some facts. Yeah, has his his male girl on and uh, um, various other guests. Oh, nice. As the as the woman who plays the lead in uh, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, have fun. Yeah, and what we were talking about in the car on the way over here was if this doesn't make it clear that it's time for Joe Bob to have a show again, I mean, a continuing show, if this doesn't say it clear enough, what does? You know, he, hmm. he, he broke the internet, so... He there. broke the internet. Yeah. <clears throat> so we watched A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. 2018. Now... I think we should do this whole bit with just hand signals and yeah. whispers. I know enough ASL to just... Uh, Say a few things, but uh, yeah, quiet place. So, uh, Will, uh, what do you think? You want me to give a rundown of this movie? Yeah, give us give us the, the quick right, re- the quick plot. recap of what happens. Uh, quick rundown: Jim and Pam have moved to Dwight's farm. Okay. Uh, Dwight's been killed by alien monsters who hunt by sound. Okay. Uh, Jim and Pam from the office. Have uh, three kids mm-hmm. now. Uh, and you enter the film, they're looking for drugs in a drugstore, and everybody's being really quiet. Don't quite know why. Um, the littlest boy takes some battery operated space shuttle toy. Mm-hmm. And uh, after being told not to, after being told not to, takes it out, makes a lot of noise. Dad runs to him, Jim, tries to get to him, and the uh, and a monster comes out of the woods and gets him, the yeah. little boy. Um, and then you cut to like 470 days, day 471, I think it says. Right. 
which I assume is counting from whenever these creatures appeared. Mm-hmm. And you learn from various newspaper headlines that the entire cast of The Office has been killed mm-hmm. by giant walking bats. Mm-hmm. I thought they looked like praying mantis people. Maybe. I thought they looked like wingless bats. Yeah, same as Cloverfield. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so were you both uh, getting Cloverfield vibes off of it? Yeah. Okay. I got some Cloverfe- Cloverfield vibes and some 10 Cloverfield Lane vibes. I guess that's what I mean is the whole yeah. the whole franchise. So the movie follows a family, uh, Jim and Pam, and their two remaining kids. Mm-hmm. The eldest, who is a deaf girl uh, who has a hearing aid wired into her head. The cochlear implant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And you follow their lives as uh, you realize mom is going to have a baby. So she has to figure out how to have a baby in total silence. So do you think they were there to steal condoms when the kid was taking the space shuttle? Oh, maybe. Maybe that's where everything went wrong? Could be. Because maybe that would have been a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. Um, But, uh, so... uh, I don't know. They keep trying to be quiet. And they keep trying to be quiet and things come up. Um, a character steps on a nail, which yeah. is, man, everybody stepped on something sharp. So you really know. Yeah. Uh, had to hurt. And she had to be totally quiet about it. So this, this movie, you won't be surprised. Um, there were people who, at Paramount that wanted to make this part of, uh, they were going to sticker over it and make it part of Cloverfield. Oh, were they? Yeah, they wanted to, but it turns out that uh, that didn't happen. And, and I'll read the little excerpt here that, that explains that it says, um, in an interview with the website Slash Film, screenwriters Scott Beck and Brian Woods revealed that Paramount Pictures originally intended to incorporate A Quiet Place into the studio's Cloverfield film franchise. As Beck said in the interview, I guess it crossed our mind as we... St- as we had spoken to our representatives about that possibility, it was a weird timing though, because when we were writing the script, 10 Cloverfield Lane was at Paramount. We were actually talking to an executive there about this film and it felt from the pitch that there might be a crossover, but then we finally took the final script to Paramount and they saw it as a totally different movie. Uh, The screenwriter screenwriters and director John Krasinski were ultimately relieved and grateful for Paramount to finally decide to allow them to make it a, a standalone effort. Um, not that they dislike the Cloverfield movies. In fact, they said very good things about them. But they just felt like this thing is stronger on its own. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be attached to that. Right, because, you know, that's not all good. No. <laughs> I mean, not everyone agrees, but... Uh, I didn't watch the last one, but... Uh... It was weird that... Ten Cloverfield Lane needed that ending lopped off. Right. It did. I agree. But everything up to that point was great, in my opinion. Yeah, I liked that film up until that point. But the next one that came out after it that was like, uh, right after the Super Bowl, you can watch it now on Netflix. It was like, okay, and it was not great, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Platinum Dunes was the production company that handled this. Mm Mm-hmm. Strangely. Um, now, I didn't ask you, did you Strangely, like this? Strangely, why? <laughs> because they're, they're mainly famous for doing remakes of things that shouldn't be remade. Uh, okay. So, uh... They've this, been behind, uh... Are they behind that 
Which ones have we they did seen? The Texas Chainsaw. Oh, okay, the that's right. Reboots yeah. and the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Okay, yeah. We should do an episode called "No, You Shouldn't Have." <laughs> and just talk. Oh, about... that could be a whole podcast. Yeah, it should. Yeah, it should be its own no. series. Yeah. You shouldn't have. Uh, so I didn't ask you. Did you like this? Yes, I like this. Julian, how about you? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, was it kind of what you were expecting? Did you try to shield yourself from knowledge of this thing? Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, I had no I spoilers it, so I going it in. Cold. Yeah. Other than. Yeah, you know, I heard it was good. Monsters hunted by sound or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I almost didn't find out that there were monsters. I thought it could have maybe been something supernatural or something else. Mm. But then it was revealed that they were actually some kind of space monsters or underground dweller monsters or something. So Yeah, it doesn't say where they come from. Yeah, whether they Which can... is good. And I like that they did all the uh backstory with just headlines. That's, yeah. I saw um one article like said there's like a newspaper report that you can see in the film that uh says there's a meteor on the day of the event. Oh, yes. Okay. So it sort of implies they come from that, but I didn't. I don't remember seeing that. Uh, yeah, I couldn't read any of the articles. They linger on a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I suppose yeah. you could pause it and read it. Yeah. The headline <clears> says <throat> uh, "Meteor hits Mexico with the force of a nuke." Oh, okay. So that that's either how they landed or how they got uh, unearthed, depending on where they're from. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this was... I like the thought of that, that they were unearthed by a meteor. That would be they cool. They didn't come from the meteor. Right. Yeah, leave it up to the viewer to decide yeah. what they think is more likely. Um, this was shot in 36 days on a budget of $17 million, which these days is huge. Um, that's estimated, so it could have been yeah. a little more, a little less than that. Uh, the filmmakers purchased 20 tons of corn and hired local farmers to grow it. Just for the corn scene? Apparently, yeah. Wow. Now you'd think they could just have, you know, wow, um, half as much corn and, you know, a lot of styrofoam under it. I don't know. Yeah, do they need all that corn? I mean, I assume they're, that's the silo scene? Yeah. Or is it just the corn they were growing on the farm? I do wonder. Maybe that's part of uh, it, too. I heard Interstellar. Is that the Chris Nolan film? Yep. Yeah. They grew corn for that film, and then he sold it afterwards. It's one of those internet trivia bits that floats around. Oh, that's funny. Are filmmakers getting into corn subsidies to make their films? <laughs> right. Should we examine this topic in further depth? <laughs> we could, you know, corn corn fuel, maybe. You yeah. Know, they, they could have all their, their vehicles hauling the equipment fuel. i really hope people can hear the lawnmower all the way <laughs> oh they can they absolutely can the fighter jets earlier now the lawnmower it's like a sound effects record in the background yeah. here oh people send us yeah. a few bucks we can buy some some better microphones some, some condenser mics some condenser mics yeah we'll do it eventually yeah so and then we'll sound professional and we'll dump all the catalog <laughs> that's done yeah. on these microphones that's right um they were startlingly inexpensive microphones, though. Yeah. I mean, for as good as they sound when you don't have backgrounds. Yeah. You know, like lawn mowing neighbors, uh, screaming crackheads and the like. Um, so the uh, final look of the creature really wasn't figured out until they were in post. 
So, oh, okay. You know, or at least late in production. Yeah. Which um, we were talking about how it looks like a naked bat or a praying mantis thingy. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty effective. Um, they did dwell on it a couple times where they could have maybe made it more fleeting glimpses. Yeah. But uh, in, in terms of creature design, Jolien, did you like it? I, I, this just seems to be a familiar sort of thing now, like the backwards joints and the you know the kind of the naked bat look. Yeah, pumpkin head. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, it wasn't that interesting to me. No, I, I, I like the ears and the the head that kind of flowers out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was kind of like some of the old school Ultraman monsters, but. Um, they could have not shown it at all. I think it would have been much more effective if they didn't show it that much. Yeah, like if they would have just shown like the fleeting glimpse of it smushing someone and dragging them away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the scenes where you see it walking downstairs or standing there staring at them. Well, not staring, but standing there listening at them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I think it was all right, though. If, if you're going to do it and it's all a bunch of CG, then it wasn't the worst it thing. Did, it did look well integrated into the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing stood out terribly. It's like, oh, that's super fakey. Yeah. Yeah, like watching oh. an episode of Z Nation or something. Yeah. It's like blood splatters all CG. Or uh, what was our favorite one from It? The kid with the missing head with the smoke coming off of yeah, it? Yeah, that looked pretty fakey. Yeah. It's probably probably due for an It rewatch. Um, Never in- again. <laughs> Well, what about the sequel? Uh, I'm not watching the sequel. I've I've already seen it. Are we going to have to have Mike C. or Ziggy go watch the sequel with us? Yeah, you're going to have to bring in a ringer. Yeah, I guess so. Because, well, guess what? Ziggy loves it. Oh, man, you have to definitely bring in some pinch hitter to to do it. Yeah. I won't go watch another it. No. Oh, what the hell? I'll go watch it. You're just going to hate watch it. I'll hate watch it. Just expect it to suck. Yeah, um, watch. It'll be really good. I'll love the second part. Yeah. So, uh, Jolien, what about the story? Did you like the story? Um, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew it was going to be about a family, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a cliche now of, you know, it's all about the family. Yes. Uh, but it, I thought it was more interesting. Uh, I found that um, uh, a lot of the threat to, the, to them comes from the family. <laughs> They are their own worst Especially enemies. Especially the daughter who happens to be called Reagan. Uh-huh. Exorcist oh. fans, please note. Yep. Uh, she, I, like, I, I wrote, all these questions I wrote down uh, while I was watching the movie, I didn't. Uh, and, and who could answer these? So, um, she doesn't look like either of her parents, so I wondered if in a post-apocalyptic world she'd been adopted, which would have made more sense. Okay. Um... But uh, as far as we know, she's like, she's, she's the, their kid. The kid. Uh, so she she's the one who gives the space shuttle to the yes. boy who gets killed. Yes. She's the one who knocks over a lamp and causes a noise. And fire. Turns out. <laughs> and fire. She's the one who turns off her hearing aid, even though she's getting the idea that the uh, the ultrasonic sound from her hearing aid affects the monsters. Okay. And her dad gets killed. Huh. So I I thought subconsciously or not, there's something in here about children being the menace. 
Once you've had children, they're harbingers of death in a way. Yeah. Like your 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 purpose is done as a breeder. Yeah. What you've yeah. got to do is raise that kid and die. Right. Uh, so there's a kind of fear for and of the family. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, but uh, I thought the cast was great. The photography was very pretty. Yeah. But shall I give you some more questions? Yeah. Let's ha- let's see if we can ask Why an answer. Why are they having babies? Well, this is less than a year after the event where they, yes. where they've she's become pregnant. Yeah. I think I answered that earlier. Babies are not known for being silent. No. They have a they have a sound which is designed to grate your nerves. Yes. And, and travel distances. Yes. I mean, would you be thinking about having more babies less than a year after this event? When the things are still out there? sound hunting monsters. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm sure. That didn't make sense to me. Uh, so it, it's just like, all these things get bugging me. They've got this setup, which is great. Yeah. And it's it's really unusual with a film where so much depends on being quiet. Right? Yeah, right. Uh, I've got some more examples of where that's been well, well done. When and where did they get their alone time, their, their grown-up time? Yep. For, for conception. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it can't have been that great because they'd have to be really quiet about it. Right. Um, uh, yeah, why uh, um, Why is there a nail sticking straight up from the stair? Well, she pulled it out with a thread. Yeah, she caught it on the laundry bag and pulled it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it was on the step but there. But there's a nail just... In the middle of a step, just yeah. straight up out of the step. Yeah. When, yeah. When did that's, that go in? Okay, that seems to me really weird, too, because okay, I get it. She had the laundry bag, uh, a thread snagged it and pulled it out. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that have been the nail head sticking out? Yeah, yeah it should have been. And, and although that might kind of hurt a little, it wouldn't like puncture you necessarily. Yeah. I don't know, man. I agree with you. This, this uh, nail doesn't make sense. Uh, why... Does the boy run into a cornfield and make lots of noise when he could have just stayed on the path and just lay down and be quiet? I didn't get that either. Same. Yeah. Uh, Is sand really that much more quiet than dirt? <laughs> There's another question. Um, it sometimes cheats itself. I, I know there's scenes where you're following the, the deaf daughter and the sound just drops out completely, mm-hmm. which is, is pretty good. Uh, but then... You, there's scenes where the boy is running along and he's got a backpack and everything mm-hmm. and he's got to be breathing heavily but it's, it's he's just running like a ninja right yeah um how how does emily blunt do the laundry yeah very quietly she was washing it uh in a tub of water yeah by hand by hand with a with a scrubbing board right but that makes noise you have to be That's real a pretty clean house. Yeah. Um, Why didn't they put more mattresses on the floor above their heads? Yeah. That's I, what I wondered. Like they painted the floorboards where you were supposed to step. Yeah, where they don't. And it was squeak. like, why didn't they just put rugs and blankets down, mm-hmm. pillows? Yeah. Uh, where does the electricity come from? I. Uh, that's a big one. That's got to be. You've got to have a generator. Yes. Well, I think they're implying that uh, for whatever weird reason, uh, the the electricity has stayed on. Although, I think someone has to be there to keep that machinery going. So it's just running off a local nuclear plant. Apparently, yeah. Weird, right? Uh, where's all that water coming from? And you realize it's a burst pipe. 
Yeah. Like a huge amount of <clears throat> yeah. And where does it go? I don't it's know. Like, uh, after the flooding, they come back down the basement and it's dry. Did they go back to the basement? Didn't they? I thought they just went back to the <clears throat> the uh, <clears throat> monitoring room, which was a different basement. Oh, so there's two basements. Yeah, there's two basements. There was the quiet place from the title with the mattress over the top right. where they had the little coffin crib for the baby. Oh, okay, okay. That was in the barn, I oh, believe. Okay. So okay. there were two different places. But yeah, I didn't understand where that water pipe when it got burst, other than I guess the monster burst it when it chased them in. Yeah. And they okay. hid. Um, why? Uh, how did they plant all these neat rows of corn? Yeah. So is this the same crop that just popped back up? Because I don't know if corn does that. They, but, no, you, you, you have, have to, to cut plant. it down and re, re, replant it. Yeah, you have to so reseed. They obviously replanted it less than a year after the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they've got a <coughs> silo full of grain they could be living off of. Why plant corn? Yes. Um, it's too noisy to process the dried corn. Maybe. So. Um, okay, so uh, here's, here's a question from Emily thought of. Um, they have to sh- these creatures have to share a planet with bats and dolphins. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. got to bug them. Yeah, I would think so. Um... Why hasn't any boffin figured out the weakness of these creatures? These creatures who depend on hearing. Yeah. So. And they can also be killed with a shotgun. Yeah, Reagan figures out their weakness. Yeah. Yeah. No one else. That's where I thought this movie should have been different. Uh, It should have been the band from The Green Room going out <laughs> and killing these monsters. Yeah. 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 Just a noise band that rides around in a Prius under five miles per hour. Takes right. them a long time to go from city to city. But then they have a generator that they've packed in a crate, and they basically crank up their music and play a lot of feedback. Yeah. It's just all feedback. They're just a noise band. Yeah. Fighting these monsters. And then add that to the Cloverfield series. So, so wouldn't all people who were active Jimi Hendrix fans be totally safe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like, you, you've explained some some things to me. So, uh, but there was just a, uh, enough there. It just kept bugging me and uh, just taking me out. The uh, one that really got me, and then uh, I like I had thought of the electricity and the water. The one that really got me was at the end of the movie. In a quiet place, you don't want any sound. Why do you have a microphone hooked up? Mm-hmm. Good point. Like, why would you have that? And the speakers were in the same room if they were getting feedback. Yes. I mean, she, yeah, she cranked up her hearing aid and put it against the microphone. And I was like, why would they have the speakers in there? Yeah, yeah. That was the only thing that really bothered me about it. Hmm. And I guess you could only kill them. We debated this. You could only kill them once they were incapacitated by sound because there was a paper that said they were invulnerable or something. Yeah, once they're like, skull had opened up. Yeah, so I think they couldn't be killed before that point. Okay. But they weren't real clear on that. So basically it's like an exoskeleton or armor of some sort, yeah, but when they're something... opened up and listening is when you can shoot them. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'll accept that. 
you know, we'll 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 give them the benefit of the doubt on some of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, overall, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it overall. There were always, there's always some questions. Sure, because it's but, it's but, a movie. Know, it's not a I, real I don't, thing. I, yeah, there's always questions always come up, but when when you've got this high concept of there's these creatures that track you by sound, so you've got to be silent. Yeah, there's just things within the movie. That exactly didn't, that didn't that don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. You've got to figure out that internal logic. Exactly. Yeah. Plenty that runs counter to that. Mm. That's that, that and those part. are plot holes. Yeah. Too often people, you know, don't properly define a plot hole. But yeah, those are plot holes. Oh, yeah. So, so with uh, with all the things that we that we've been given to understand or or uh, explain to ourselves or to just sort of hand wave away, um, I think at the heart of it all, it was a pretty good story, and uh, hopefully we don't get a sequel. I don't think they need to do more with this unless... I think there is one in the way. Uh, probably. I imagine. How much go. money did this thing make? This well, thing you let's had box, see. box yeah. office let's written see. down. Yeah. Or I, typed out. Yeah. So the budget, as I said, was $17 million estimated. Opening weekend, $50 million. Wow. Uh, 200,000, 3,562. Um, wide release, uh, the, the, uh, the gross USA as of... July 26th was 187 million 841,000. So almost 188 million at that point. Uh, cumulative worldwide gross 332 million 400. Yeah, I'd say so, it's getting a sequel. Yeah, yeah, they would be foolish not to, I guess. I don't necessarily want one, but no. It's it's funny cuz they won't have John Krasinski in it. They'll have some like vaguely similar looking dude and <laughs> In some vaguely similar situation. I think they need uh, another office cast member. Yeah, Dwight. <laughs> no, he's already dead in Cannon. Yeah, that's true. He died on the farm. He and Moe's on the beet farm. Yep. That's where Jim and Pam were living. That's right. So, um, yeah, okay, go ahead, make a sequel. See how you do. Yeah. <laughs> did you like it? I did. I like this. Um, I I thought it was really tense. Yeah. I thought it did a... a good job with the tension very suspenseful movie very suspenseful yeah despite you know some troubling internal logic questions yeah now the kids i think um them being on all these outings that would be very unlikely i i don't think there there were many hands needed to carry things back so maybe one parent at a time should go get things and then use their signals or whatever i thought the um the red Party lights were an ingenious way yeah. to signal that, oh, pregnancy time's happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, time for the birth. Danger. Yep. Yeah, danger or pregnancy. I think that was specific to pregnancy, but yeah, the signal fire at the top of the silo was a good idea too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, it, it, most of this worked for me. I did try to avoid knowing too much about it. I was hoping to not know what the danger was and maybe the movie wouldn't even tell you, but I, I found out that it was a creature like someone mentioned creature. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't like a, like a supernatural force or something. I heard it was a monster. So, yeah. So we got that, but no, I did like it. Um, the, you know, the, they weren't, uh, they weren't afraid to kill off a human character who was a child Mm -hmm. early in the movie, a totally innocent, unless you count not doing what you're told and turning on that stupid space shuttle. You know, not totally innocent, but aside from turning on the space shuttle, the kid hadn't done anything except try to be a kid. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it it seems like uh, doesn't you know the logic doesn't really work for me in a lot of the scenarios. Like, I don't think bringing the whole fam family out to go looting the drugstore was a good idea. Um, I took that to be that they hadn't found the farm yet, but I guess they. Oh, well, they must have because they, they must they have been prepared. Yeah. Yeah, that was base camp. It seemed. But yeah, um, I'll I'll let him do a sequel. I'll watch it. You know, <laughs> what else am I gonna do? Watch it part two. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, this felt to me like a Cloverfield movie while I was watching it, and mm-hmm. I only read after the fact that it was being considered to be stickered over. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would be the difference? They would just call it. Uh, Cloverfield, A Quiet Place. Yeah. So, would that have ruined the movie? No, I don't think so. If they had, if they had shown the monsters to be, you know, more of a Cloverfield monster? Yeah, they wouldn't even have to because, I mean, the monsters don't necessarily line up between the Cloverfield and Cloverfield 10 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane. This is one of those films that uh, make me miss like the good old days of Italian exploitation when they just rip off other American movies. <laughs> yeah, you could have like roving gangs of post-apocalyptic bikers with like pillows strapped to their feet. Yeah, yeah. See, going around. You totally yeah. Some rip off and I want a noise band that's just going around killing these things with feedback and yeah, yeah, and like three drummers. <laughs> attract him with the drums and yeah. then kill him with the guitars uh-huh. yeah, the yeah. Surfers yeah I was thinking the boredoms right <laughs> yeah. just cranked you know to 11 mm-hmm. you know and uh, killing these things yeah, yeah the guy and from... the movie would be mostly silent except for like really really over cranked <laughs> music yeah it was just deafening yeah, yeah you could do a Guitar Wolf could do a follow-up. Oh, so. yeah. Any, yeah, that would be fantastic. Just... Mar- Mariah Carey could kill them with her shrill oh, no. squealing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. We have a whole series of rip-offs of this movie. Yeah, uh, and those things, those those Italian rip-offs, they're not even really mockbusters. They're just rip-offs. Right. Yeah. Bless them. Bless them, yes. Uh, should we do an episode on Italian ripoffs sometime? <laughs> okay. I think that sure. would be great. Because after every major success in American cinema, the Italians have been like, oh, we can make one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those are popular? Sure. So uh, I made a list of uh, uh, other movies that to, uh, that get suspense from people having to be quiet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, first one that occurred was uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead. Okay. Right. So I've this is a whole series of the, the Spanish uh, blind dead, the, these undead Knights Templar. Okay. And uh, so they've got just empty eye sockets. They detect people by sound somehow, even though they've got They're dead. empty ear sockets, presumably. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, uh, Defila. So it's, uh, <laughs> That's where you mentioned a Defila before. movie for the deaf. Uh, Fantastic Voyages, the scene where they have to be silent in the surgery because. The uh, the miniaturized people were inside the ear, uh, and any sound is going to be huge inside the body and 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 probably kill them. 
my favorite one is probably uh, Rafifi. I don't know that one. Oh, it's, yeah. The uh, French uh, heist movie. Yeah. So there's this uh, scene in it where they have to, um, they're, they're trying to, it's a jewelry shop, isn't it? Yeah. And they have to go in through the ceiling and figure out a way to, to, to make a hole through the scene and then go in and get the jewels and, and, ah. and scram. But uh, they they can't set off the alarms. Yeah, with so, sound. Uh, or... Yeah, so there's about half an hour of this movie for the high scene. Yeah. And you're just chewing your fingers down to the bone. It's just so... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's classic. Like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean uh, so many heist movies <laughs> yeah, have, have referred back off. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Strangely, no Italian rip-offs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you you wouldn't have to dig very oh, deep. Oh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> It's It's God's blind spot. <laughs> Italy. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's getting more regulated now. Well, um, anything else that we want to add? To, uh, no, I think our assessment is a of recommend. the recommend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. Uh, I think it's it's worth your your rental fee or whatever it is yeah, you got to yeah. do to see it. And uh, yeah, um, go ahead, make another one. We'll see. We'll just we'll watch it. <laughs> we dare you. Our arms we folded, toe tapping, but I'll be watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any suggestions for next time? Annihilation. What's that one? That's the uh, Natalie Portman, right? Um, H.P. Lovecraft ripoff. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I know about this. Oh, Anni- yeah. Annihilation. Yeah, it was sort of recent. Alex Gardner. Huh. Who did Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Do you want to try and give that a shot? Yeah. Or have you seen it, Julian? I've seen He's it. just I've, seen I've, it. I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah he oh. talked about it. He liked yeah. it, but not as much as... Yeah, well, not, not, yeah, not nearly as much as Ex Machina. Yeah, right. That's a that's a sort of a high bar. After you've seen that, I was just talking about that one recently to somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, Annihilation's fine with me. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch anything. Obviously, I'll watch anything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that case, should we call sure, it we show? could find something in Shutter that's truly, truly terrible. I bet we could if we just... Oh, there's another Wolf Cop that's out. Is that available? It was on Amazon. I don't know if it's for rent or not. Ooh. Because I I was told that uh, Quiet Place was for rent, and it's only for buy on Amazon. Oh, boo. Yeah. I'm not going to buy a digital copy of a movie for $16. No. (laughs) You're crazy. Especially when it could just vanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a movie that I probably won't ever watch again, to be right. honest. Right. So, even though I liked it, it just. Between, yeah, yeah. So, Jolien, let's 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 say uh, between Annihilation and Another Wolf Cop, <laughs> what would you rather? Uh, well, I've seen Annihilation, so that's less effort for me. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. That's the right answer. I, I can just reread Color Out Out of Space and talk about that. Okay. Okay. So then, let's figure that. Another episode in the near future will do Another Wolf Cop, which is actually the name of the movie. Yes. All right. Well, that's a good place to call it a show then. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the Morris.